0: episode 259 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast the wichita business journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community i'm managing editor kirk Semenoff, sitting in for bill Well, the exodus of eight men's basketball players at Wichita State University has been a hot topic of conversation around town the past few weeks. It's at least partly because of the Shocker Athletic Department's response, or lack of one, to name image likeness rules accepted by the NCAA that allow student athletes to make money while playing their sports. It may have led, in part, to the firing of Athletic Director Darren Boatwright, and now some former Shocker athletes are trying to get current Shockers caught up in the NIL game. One of those two former Shocker baseball players, Timber Lee, joins me to talk about armchair strategies. But first let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story looks at Wichita's status as an up-and-comer in the world of cybersecurity work. Reporter Daniel McCoy looks at the opportunities the city has in becoming a go-to spot for cybersecurity companies looking to make a home and expand. That story begins on page 12. Our quarterly Excellence in Healthcare series profiles more Wichita-area standouts in the medical field. You'll meet doctors, nurses, therapists, administrators, and more, beginning on page 17. Our 10 minutes with guest this week is Gay Kimball, who in July will become the new president of Wichita's Rainbows United. Meet Gay on page 43. This week's list is commercial lenders. See who's leading in the past year and why lending overall has fallen. The list is on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, And court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 38. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. I'm glad to have Timber Lee on this week's podcast. Timber is a Wichita entrepreneur, and that's an umbrella term that I use to describe all he's involved with around the city and beyond. He's owner of the league companies, a commercial real estate developer. He built and co-owns the Wichita Sports Forum, which is the go-to place for indoor youth sports in the city. And importantly for today's podcast, he's, he's one of the people involved with Armchair Strategies. That's the LLC that has taken on the responsibility of creating a name image likeness collective for Wichita State athletes. Timber, it's great to have you on. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I should also mention you're a former Shocker pitcher who had a lot of success on the mound at X Stadium, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. That's a, I looked it up, an 11-2 and two record over three years. Glory days. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the Shocker beat writer then, so I enjoyed watching you pitch. Absolutely. I, I, Long
1: relationship. A lot of fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> I want to be sure to ask about your collegiate career and how it molds the way you think about NIL today. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, take me through your baseball career and then how your professional work career got started.
1: You know, uh, it's funny. I was talking to Brent Chemnitz, who at the time was my pitching coach there, you know, and he's still there uh, now on the administration side. I was talking to him the other day. We were having lunch, as we do, as we try to do a couple of times a, a year. And I was just telling him, Brent, I think I've, I used more what you taught me pitching in the business world almost more than I did on the mound because he was such the mental coach. He, uh, he really preached. And it's why pro scouts um, in my pro career is it was short, but you know, it uh, I really use the mental side and pro scouts love that about Brent. what he produced coming out of Wichita state was guys that were mentally tough and in a business entrepreneurial uh, environment that we live in today. If you're not able to, to, to step up on a mound and, uh, you know, have somebody take one over the fence on you and then step up, grab the ball again in a proverbial sense in a business world, uh, you're not going to make it. And so the mental toughness that he uh, helped instill in me uh, has has paid off of dividends. It's been great. He, Yeah,
0: you're, well, you're right. I sat in on some of those pitching meetings over the years and it was all mental. There was not a lot of physical talk. It was all about what was going on between your ears and whether you would be successful that way.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: so after your, your minor league career and uh, ended, that was early 2000s, talk about
1: how you got started professionally. So uh, parents and grandparents were custom home builders, developers. Uh, I've They've always owned their own companies. So I saw, got a bird's eye view of that early on and what it meant to be a business owner, the stresses that came with it, but also the rewards and uh, I just knew I wanted to go around that down that path. Um, in one of the off seasons, I believe it was, I got my real estate license. I didn't want to just you know, step in and take over one of their companies and do that. My personality is kind of to, to buck that trend, I guess. Uh, nothing because they had a great business. I just kind of wanted to do my own thing. I think everybody expected me to do that, which is why I went the other direction. And so uh, I into, stepped into commercial real estate. Uh, John T. Arnold Associates uh, had been a long time, very uh, well known name in this town, and so they mentored me for a lot of years. Was with them for twelve years, and then stepped out on my own. Uh, my my actual my wife was really saying, "Hey, there's you got more in your tank than than what you're doing right now," and she knew, and I, and I knew deep down too that I was more built to be an entrepreneur and run my own thing, and so stepped out with the lead companies as a commercial real estate broker. I ended up developing uh, three dozen trampoline parks, uh, whether we built them or brokered them around the country, literally from coast to coast. And uh, it's been a fun ride. And that led to, obviously, Wichita Sports Forum, led to, we now operate Striker Soccer Complex. Uh, We have some franchises here locally in the Freezing Moo. Um, Got a couple other companies that we're involved in, but just, it, it stays, you stay busy with four kids, we stay busy.
0: It seems like everything you're involved with is what I would call a fun thing. Uh, how did that come about? Was that just a personality trait of yours?
1: No, I'm not very fun. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, very, I'm very serious by nature. I'm very task oriented type A. So that's funny that you say that because I'm, I'm not the fun guy at the party. I'm the guy talking business in the corner. So that's uh, funny. but
0: where did it all come from though? Because, you know, the trampoline parks, freezing mood, obviously the sports forum is is, is a sports background thing for you. You saw a need,
1: Um, you
0: know, you could have gone a lot of different ways in commercial real estate and development.
1: I would honestly say I'm a man of faith and I believe that uh, it it had to be just God showing me the direction he wanted me to go because uh, I didn't pick trampoline parks. It, uh, at some other point, maybe, and I'll tell the story, but it, uh, it kind of, it picked me and it, it was an opportunity that was put in my lap by the proprietor of the trampoline company. And we just started building a relationship, building a relationship. And he saw the kind of octane that I run on and he needed that. And we became good partners. Mm-hmm. And so that led to opportunities with the sports forum, uh, putting the sports facility side, which I love sports. Um, I told early on all the coaches that came in here, I don't really care about sports. Sports aren't that important to me. It's really what it teaches you. That's going to last a lot longer in life. And if a coach doesn't get that, I don't want to be around them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, seeing that and loving that side of sports, what I try to instill in my kids today, um, my own personal kids and the kids that I coach. And so knowing that I had that deep inside of me and then just seeing the, the, God's path for me in the sense of there's trampolines in there I'm gonna give you some opportunities inside of sports and then with striker coming on board and you know we're working on some more things that who knows may be announced sooner than later but uh, it's there's a lot of fun you're right when it comes to doing something that you love involving sports talk about the
0: sports forum a little bit it's it was built in 2014 2015 am I right Six years old 2015. Okay, so you're you're kind of approaching that ten year mark. Talk about the, the the idea, why you saw the need, how you got it done, and then has it has it been everything you expected so far?
1: Um, probably yes and no, and that goes with every business venture you go in. Maybe with some rose colored glasses, you try not to, but I think you do. Um, obviously dealing with a pandemic in youth sports was interesting. Uh, that definitely wasn't in my pro forma going in. <laughs> um i got to know got to know the city and county commissioners a lot more during that time but uh, uh you know overall it's been a blessing it's been a great thing i hope for the city we get a lot of compliments on what we've tried to do here um uh, there's obviously always ways to improve everything that you do and so uh, i would say for the most part it's 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 surpassed what we've expected um but I don't know. I, it's it's kind of one of those things. You always wish you could do more, but then it always obviously this is a, is a company that you got to meet the bottom line as well. And so those, those are struggles at times, especially during a pandemic.
0: I, I had one, one daughter who was not any more than a YMCA athlete past age eight or so. But I tell you when I'm up at Greenwich place on a Saturday or Sunday and I see you know, kids in uniform, you know, eating out or at five below or wherever you just kind of see the economic impact that the sports forum has.
1: The, and um, you know, I know Starbond sometimes gets a bad name and bad rap. And when um, Wichita destination developers put this whole Greenwich place together and they the whole Starbond project, which includes Cabela's and Academy and all of this area around here, you know, there was nothing here besides us. We were the first thing. And if uh, going, looking at now the the track record of all star bonds, we're one of the best and we'll, we're set to pay off the bonds early, not late. I mean, I know it, it sometimes the whole genre gets joked through the mud a little bit, but we're actually set, to, we're, this, we're one of the fair-haired child, so to speak, of, of the that sector of star bonds because we're it's a success. And it's because we've done a good job of drawing the, the crowds in, from regional national that supports the retail, the restaurants and the, and the hotels here locally. And that's why we're, we're successful in paying it off. I mean, literally Target and Cabela's and all the retailers around here will call us asking us for our calendars because they need to overstaff during the times when we have tournaments. And so it's, it's a good marriage, good partnership. And I think it's a success when it comes to uh, that public private partnership of Starbonds
0: hmm Let's transition into name, image, likeness. Uh, you and Tyler Weber, another former Shocker baseball player, a little younger than you. i not going to say oh, you're right. old, but <laughs> yeah, you're... when did you start having conversations about getting involved with Wichita State and NIL?
1: You know, it's um, probably a little bit like the other um, things that that I'm involved in, is that when you see an issue, when you see a problem, if you have a chance or the ability to fix it, I always teach my kids because we always talk business. And they said, well, let's start this or let's start that. And I said, guys, if you see a problem in the world, a problem in society or a need, the person that fixes that, there's a possible business opportunity. Well, Wichita State had a need. There was no one else stepping up to fix it. You know, the university athletic department, they can educate, but they can't do it. And so basically nobody was stepping up. I'm not disparaging the nobody or anybody it just it wasn't happening and because of my relationship Matt Beatty is a close personal friend a business partner of, of mine in several other businesses uh very well respected in the in the athletic industry as far as and and a lot of others locally here as well he had a stint at Wichita State um he had stood up a collective and was out on the fringe, not on the fringe is out ahead of everyone else setting up a not-for-profit with it. And we got together and, um, and he was, Timber, we can do this at Wichita state. There's no reason why we can't just copy and paste and put the same things together. Uh, The donor base here at Wichita state is uh, alive and energetic. They want a good successful team. They just don't have a vehicle right now. And so accompanying Tyler and I have the local, athletic presence here. Matt having a lot of the structure in the back end of it. It was a good partnership. It was a good marriage. It was the right time, good opportunities. Uh, We met with a lot of the coaches. We met with the administration saying, here's what we want to do. And it came together. I mean, none of us needed something else to do. (laughs) Hey, let's go start a collective. No, that that didn't happen. It was more, hey, the need is there and, and why not us if we can't.
0: I have to imagine that the meetings with the coaches kind of went along the lines of them telling you, thank God you're here. Uh, A lot of that, yes. Okay. Uh, Obviously, you're filling a hole. Tell us what goes into starting a collective. What do you have to do from the ground floor?
1: You know, a lot of it is compliance. Um, and like I said before, with Matt having done it before, it, it really helped us out a lot. And I so, should
0: mention, he does it at the University of Kansas. He's part of that, yeah, the, six man, I believe it's six called. Six man now.
1: strategies there. And so, you know, he had the relationships because I, I was with him because I am business partners with him. He actually he, uh, operates Wichita Sports for him. So uh, we see each other daily almost. And so, Seeing what he went through to start that, ours was much easier and quicker because, hey, the 501 attorney to set up the not-for-profit, great, boom, call this guy and let's, let's just do another one, right? It's not mm-hmm. how do we do the first one, it was the second one was much quicker and faster and easier. Um, setting up the open doors to where you have to run all the NIL stuff through it so it's all tracked, you know, uh, compliance with the university, uh, contracts that you have to draft for because each individual athlete, you don't contract with the sport or the coach. It's each individual kid or young adult or athlete. And so all of that was done. We just have to change names, change all those other things. And so uh, it was much easier to do. And uh, the the time frame to get started and stood up was shortened dramatically because of that.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're well connected in town. What business people or boosters did you seek out first to 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 take part in this to to be involved in it?
1: You know, it's your normal people. I'm obviously not going to name names, but um, a lot of them. What's unique about what we're trying to do and what uh, the structure that we've tried to set up is, we are going to connect local not-for-profits because say say you're an athlete, you're on the hoops team or you're on the baseball team or whatever, or you're a softball player. Um, What we do is if if a donor comes and says, well, I want to give, we start a century club. I want to give a thousand dollars a month for 12 months, $12,000 that goes into the collective, right. That goes into the general fund. Well, we're going to connect, say a, a softball player or basketball player and say, Hey, you, you want some name, image, likeness, Fund's great. Here's the contract. Here's what we're going to give. Hey, and for that, you have to do something. You have to sign autographs or something. Well, hey, we're going to connect you to say the Wichita Children's Home. We want you to go there. We want you to read to the kids. We want you to do something over there. So we're trying to have them advocate using their brand, their name, image, likeness, and become a part of the community and do something valuable for the community, not just, hey, here, sign this and here's a check. I, you
0: know, you mentioned that, and I, I wanted to bring up, you know, there are two really good examples of NIL opportunities in the state of Kansas that we've seen this first year. One is Nigel Pack transferring away from K-State, going to Miami, and then a lawyer saying he's going to make $800,000 over two years. That's one kind of NIL. The other is the, the, the walk-on football player at KU who caught the touchdown pass or the two-point pass to beat Texas. Yep. and then 3 days later is is filming an Applebee's commercial for some gift <laughs> cards. Uh, that's a wide range of NIL opportunity. What I, I would imagine that Wichita State athletes, especially not men's basketball players, are going to be more towards the Applebees than than the Nigel Packs of the World.
1: And I would and I'm going to I won't comment directly to either of those, but there is a lot of fake news out there when mm-hmm. it comes to NIL. There's a lot of inflated numbers. Like I said, I'm not sp- speaking to those specifically, but there's a lot of inflated numbers out there w- about what athletes are getting. And so uh, we do have a, a policy in house that we don't discuss exactly what players are getting things. I mean, obviously I think Craig Porter was uh, uh, sent out on his social media the other day that he got a nice car and that's a, we, um, we worked out a deal where there's a, with uh, Hertz rental. And so they get, the car for the time that they're here and that helps them with, you know, they have to pay property taxes on it. And there's certain things like that. There's, there's reasons for that. What well, we do that. And so a donor can help contribute to the fund and the fund then gets that car for that individual. And so, uh, but we're also trying to teach them, because if they get dollars, they uh, have to pay, pro- they have to pay taxes. And so we're trying to teach them some financial uh, skills that they may or may not have right now. And so it's interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, you can maybe dispel the, the the
0: the myth that there are no rules when it comes to NIL. People saw that Nigel Pack announcement and think, well, wow, it's just it's Katie bar the door. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you're saying there are a lot of rules, a lot of things you have to go through, a lot of guidelines. Uh, but still, uh, things can be done that couldn't have been done when you were a, a pitcher.
1: Compared to when you and I were together at Wichita State, it is wide open. Yes, there are a lot of rules, but compared to back then, it's it's the wild wild west, right? Right. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have bought me a coke and handed it to me back then without being a fine or something. So uh, there are a lot of rules when it comes to it. There's a lot of compliance. Everything has to be tracked. Um, that's why we know what through open doors what everything. Uh, it, everybody's getting around the country because it's all documented. Mm-hmm. And so if you know the right people to call, you can find out what people are getting. And so it's, we can see that to, to part the, the, the BS and see, okay, you know, here's, what's real mm-hmm. um, regarding the rules and stuff. Obviously the NCAA came out just a couple of days ago with a lot more, uh, we'll call it clarity on things that were already written. Um, but I think that, they went so far in the swinging of the pendulum that uh, even though it was maybe written, it wasn't clarified. And I think it was just with the transfer portal and, the, and COVID and then the, the new NIL, it got way out of hand real quick. Now they're coming back. I'm not saying they're changing rules, but they're clarifying and saying, okay, no, 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 no. You guys got to do this. I think what they've said, and I've read some on it, is that they're not, they're, unless it's very egregious, uh, in the last 10 months or so, they're not going to do anything in arrears. But going forward, they are going to be a lot more on top of this when it comes to boosters and contacting recruits and things like that. Um, obviously, it's gone on before, but it's, uh, it, It's going to be really looking forward, unless it was really egregious in the last 10 months. And then I think they are going to try to make an example of people.
0: You mentioned one of the most interesting parts of this for everyone who's watching is is recruiting, Uh, potential recruits. It's probably not allowed that you can go to recruit a out of whatever high school that Isaac Brown is recruiting this kid from and say, you will have A, B, and C if you come to Wichita State. How does that work with potential recruits and the collective?
1: The best thing we can do is support our kids that are on the roster because when they come on a recruiting trip, one of the questions inevitably would have never been asked when I was there, but it was for sure the first question that's asked to the, to the, say, the Craig Porters, when the new guy comes walking in the door and now Craig's taking him around campus, taking him around town, I guarantee one of the first questions is, what's NIL look like here? And Craig says, well, this is what I got, or this is what I'm seeing the other guys are getting, or yes, the opportunities. I mean, Wichita Sports Forum, we have a great sports facility here. We could hold a camp. And that Craig Porter, we could say, hey, Craig Porter's holding a camp on Sunday afternoon here. Come on out, bring your kids. And we can support his NIL because he's doing an activity. Now he gets paid now to do that where he wasn't able to do it before. And so Craig can tell these other athletes, these other recruits saying, hey, NIL is big here. You know, it's it's these opportunities. It's these kind of businesses. The business community here supports its basketball team. And so the current rostered players are our biggest advocates where we can't be by the regulations.
0: I don't think there's any doubt. I think it, you know, Wichita State was behind in the NIL game for a while. And I don't – you know you – know, I think even though the president of the university didn't say it directly, I think it's probably contributed to the, the, the firing of the athletic director, Darren Boatwright. I'm not going to ask you to comment about that, of course. But do you feel like your collective now can get Wichita, Wichita State back on an even playing field with other American conference members or, you know, just, uh, you know, people that Wichita State competes with, schools?
1: You know, it's crazy. Matt and I have talked about this extensively. Um, One, because he had athletic department knowledge before this. I having, you know, this experience here, one in the business community and also being a student athlete at Wichita State. Wichita supports its athletics, specifically Wichita State, as good as any place in the country. I mean, ESPN comments on it every time that the the Coke Arena is rocking. It's like, wow, this place is nuts. You know, so the opportunity Wichita State has, it's not to get diminished by or to go down in comparison to where other schools are at. To me, I think NIL, because of it's I hate the term mid-major, but I'll use it. It's kind of got that mystique of that mid-major, what whatever. I think Wichita State, because of NIL, has a chance to go up and surpass some of its call up it peers because the business community supports the university so much, because it's it's a basketball school. We don't have football. You know, I'd love to say it's a baseball school, but, I mean, it basketball does reign in this town. And that's not to disparage baseball. It's just basketball is a, is, is a bigger sport and more supported. And so, but Wichita State, Wichita in general, has the ability and has the, the historical want and, and has shown itself to support. And so I think we have a chance to actually gain some ground ahead of our peers in this, in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, now that what you're you hip- say to that, would you agree to that too? I would think so. I think,
0: I think tradition and reputation means a lot. I think a lot can be overcome the slow start or the no start. Mm-hmm. And then I think that can be overcome pretty quickly uh, with kids. Um, let me ask you about now that you're hip deep, in nil what really concerns you about the future of this the ncaa tried to come out monday and say you know we do have guidelines we do need rules followed i'm not sure that that affected you at wichita state very much but what concerns you is it the wild westiness of this whole thing
1: it's a good question. And, and I don't know um, a lot of times we can't, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And so they swung so far in one direction. Is there a, do they come back to center at some point? And so I believe that there will be some of this, how far and what degree does it swing back? I don't know. Um, I do believe it will It's come back at some point, uh, not all the way to where we were when when I was there for sure. I think that those days are gone. I don't know what's going to happen with the NCAA as a whole. Does it, does this cause there to be some breaking up of and then conferences, start doing their own thing. And I mean, I don't know what the ripple effect is what I'll call it in business. When there's a decision, there's always a ripple effect. And if you don't think of second and third order consequences from any decision, you're in trouble. And I hope that wasn't, that's not going to be the case. Is those second order th- third con- consequences of this decision, is it going to cause the breaking up of something that's been pretty special? Talking about the NCAA. Um, I don't know. I mean, the paying of athletes is always dangerous. Do I think that they earn it? My opinion is, I mean, look at what universities are bringing in from these kids. Yes, they get a college education. Yes, they get a lot of lifetime value out of that. Absolutely 100%. On top of that, how much are the universities profiting from these athletes that have put 18 to 20 years into their craft? And yes, getting a college education. But other than that, there's there's millions of dollars made on top of that. Should they get something? I believe that there is some happy middle with regulations that don't just let some billionaire from somewhere saying, I'm going to create the dynasty here. And so, uh, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. This is the final question. And one I've been waiting to ask you this whole
0: time. Great, <laughs> right, Here it comes. It's 1998, 1999. And, and if you had had NIL opportunities back then. What do you think, as a, as a pitcher who wasn't a star, good pitcher, but you weren't the star, what would you have expected from NIL? What would you have sought out?
1: Shoot. I know you've thought about this. You know what? what's crazy is I haven't. I haven't. Um, maybe it's because it's just been that long ago that I was there. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what baseball gets versus basketball and football. Baseball is a, is, is a, is a loss leader in most colleges, B- basketball and football, typically football pays for everybody. Right. Right. Um, on the university, the balance sheet. And so, um, you know, I was always big and going and, and to the elementary schools and reading and doing all of that. And so if, if I could have, uh, going out and speaking engagements into the community and got a few thousand dollars probably that's probably all I would have gotten. Um, you know, maybe five or $10,000, maybe that'd been probably top end. And I think maybe even the, 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 to use your term, the stars on the team may have gotten a car, you know, but that's for a donor, that's about $8,000 to get a nice car. Um, that's the value of the car is much more than that, but the, to rent it wise, um, so I would think of most most guys would have gotten a thousand to, to five, maybe ten. And then the stars maybe have gotten maybe 10, 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, back then. Of course, the dollars changed a lot since then, but I don't know. I haven't put too much thought into it, I guess. That, that's that's <laughs> I'm gonna have to. <laughs> well, Timber, I, I appreciate you coming on and taking us
0: inside the NIL collective at Wichita State. I, you know, obviously it's been a Hot topic around the not only the university but the city over the past few weeks. And thanks for clearing up some things. And I I hope we can come back and talk again sometime about how it's going.
1: Absolutely. Well, our website is up, armchairstrategies.com. Um Tyler at Armchairstrategies.com or Timber at Armchairstrategies.com. Um you can donate on the website. Um the 501 is uh, I believe gonna be set up maybe this week. Uh, we're already almost done with it just got to get the final checks in the boxes uh from the authorities government wise other than that we're ready to go and so that's one unique thing is that this becomes tax deductible for the donor Mm -hmm. and so that will be uh follow us on social media we're all set up there um there you go
0: good luck and uh we'll we'll see how it goes thanks Thanks so much timber thank you a lot Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 259. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.